Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. This is the Tom Hartman Program. There's a new study out of Columbia University. It is explicitly laying the deaths of tens of thousands of Americans, arguably over 100,000 Americans, at the feet of the Republican Party and Donald Trump. They compared the United States to a bunch of other countries, developed countries, and pointed out how we lack in the United States, unlike every other, you know, it's just like there's 34 nations in the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, the OECD, that's like the 34 richest countries in the world. And the poorest of them is uh, Costa Rica, right? So that's a pretty good spread, right? It's from all the fancy schmancy countries, you know, who, who have trillion dollar budgets all the way down to Costa Rica. These, these 34 developed countries in the world, out of those 34 developed countries in the world, only one doesn't have a national health care system. That's the United States. Only one. And so anyhow, they compared us to nine other OECD countries. And what they found, this is an actual quote from the study, quote, if the U.S. had followed Canadian policies and protocols, there would have been only 85,000 U.S. deaths, making more than 132,500 American deaths avoidable. If the U.S. response had mirrored that of Germany, they write in this report from Columbia University, the U.S. may have had only 38,000 deaths, leaving 179,000 avoidable deaths. If we had responded to the coronavirus the same way Germany did, and yeah, the, you know, all these European countries are seeing an uptick right now because winter is coming and they opened their schools. Boston is going, whoa, opening the schools is a big mistake. Of course, Charles Koch and his friends, and, and I, you know, I don't know if he's personally involved in this, his philosophy lives on, right, in FreedomWorks. And FreedomWorks has this army, hundreds of thousands of people who signed up back during the Tea Party days and are still getting their daily newsletters or their several times a week newsletters. I get them. They've built this army of people who can text messages, not just to their neighbors and friends, but to school board. You know, and they'll push out to you, okay, text, open the schools to these five school board members. And they'll think that there's a, a you know, a, a wave of voter sentiment. And they'll go along with it. When actually it's some cranky right-wing billionaires who want their businesses open again. And they have enough money to make it happen. So here we have 179,000 people dead who didn't need to die, according to this study. And why is that? Well, I would say it's because we haven't had a real president for four years. We've had a reality TV show run by a reality TV host. Donald Trump, you know, loves jumping in front of cameras and microphones and crowds, has his whole entire life. Michael Cohen said, you know, uh, he, he used to just sit in his office and read People magazine for hours. He doesn't like running things. He doesn't like the hard work of business. He obviously has no interest in running our country. He spent almost a third of all of his time in office at Trump golf courses where, you know, the Secret Service, and the entourage show up and millions of dollars get funneled into Donald Trump's pocket. He spends as much as a half a day every day watching Fox News and other right-wing networks and retweeting bizarre conspiracy theories. Even now, in this time of crisis, he's not being a president. Instead, he's trying to build and solidify an audience and customer base 
of future businesses like selling merchandise, subscriptions to a newsletter or a website, a new television show, maybe even a TV network he's been talking about. Trump has just moved on to his next money-making scheme. This is why he doesn't, he's, you know, he's acting like he doesn't care if he wins or loses the election because he doesn't at this point. He knows he's going to lose this election. And what he's doing is he's lining up the suckers, the rubes. This is how he always does it. He moves from one thing to another. He totally fails and screws up one thing and then moves on to another. Steaks, vodka, airlines, casinos, board games, clothing, you name it. He's tried it and failed and then moved on using borrowed money in most cases. So here we go. Tom Harmon here with you. Is using pepper spray to protect yourself against Trump humpers self-defense or assault? Seriously, it's becoming a legal question. This is a story from Deutsche Welle, the German broadcasting service. In fact, I used to listen to them on shortwave radio back when I was a, a little kid, when I was a ham radio operator, when I was 13 years old. And They broadcast, back then they were broadcasting in both English and German. I don't know now if they, I'm assuming that they still are. And, but this, but this is a a fascinating story here. The 71 year old guy in the city of Aachen in, uh, in Deutschland, in Germany, was, you know, going for his daily walk and he had some pepper spray with him that he uses to protect himself from dogs and things like that. And a jogger without a mask, this guy, the the 71-year-old man was wearing his mask, and a jogger without a mask comes running towards him and, you know, preparing to run right by him within, you know, a foot of him. And so this guy pulls the pepper spray out of his pocket, and as the jogger's going by, whacks him with the pepper spray. And then a second jogger, same deal. He gets the second jogger, too. He's like, both these people were within, within two, three feet of me. And then a bicyclist, a parabicyclist actually come by. Same deal, no mask, riding by, and he zaps them. And at that point, the bicyclist stopped and called the police, called 911 and said, hey, this guy is spraying people with pepper spray. Do something. So the police showed up and, you know, this German guy, the 71-year-old guy, he says, I'm 71 years old. If I get this disease, I'll probably die. And I've been very, very careful and I'm wearing my mask and these people are running around without masks and they're breathing on me and they're putting my life at risk. And I think if my life is at risk, I should be able to protect myself. If somebody gets within, he said three feet, CDC and the World Health Organization recommendation is six feet. He says, if somebody gets within three feet of me, I'm going to spray them. So promises to be a fascinating court case in Germany because he's been charged with assault and also (laughs) causing dangerous bodily harm, which is the German version of what we would call assault, and interference with road traffic because by spraying the joggers, they stopped and I don't know if they caused a, uh, not the joggers, the bicyclists. I don't know if they they, uh, caused a, uh, a traffic jam or not. But it's interesting. And I got to tell you, you know, some stories around this. A couple of weeks ago, Louise and I were, there's this trail along the Columbia River that we walk on every day whenever we can. Actually, there's a couple of different ones. And, you know, we, we try to, to change it up from time to time. But in any case, we're, we're walking along this trail. And we're both wearing our face masks. And Louise was actually, at that particular moment, she had her phone right in front of her, and she was FaceTiming with one of our kids and our, and our grandson, talking to them. And this guy is walking towards us without a mask, like he doesn't have a care in the world. And so we moved over, and the trail is maybe four feet wide. And, or maybe, yeah, it's not quite that, maybe three, you know, it's like a standard sidewalk, whatever that is, what, about three feet? So we moved over to the, to the far edge of it, and he moves right to the middle. So he's just going to go shoulder to shoulder right by us. So we moved off the trail onto the, onto the it's kind of gravelly, you know, on the edge of the river there. And he gets close, and he's heading towards us, right? It doesn't stop. He kind of slows down, and he starts yelling at Louise, oddly enough. And I, you know, maybe he thought because she was talking on the phone to our daughter that 
she was saying something to him, which was not the case. But in any case, he starts yelling, you got to check out, you know, those masks, the, the masks don't work. They don't, this is just all a hoax and the masks, you know, there's the, the whole mask thing came out of some high school social science study class, blah, blah, blah. And he's just, and you got to, you got to check it on Google. You know, you'll find this. And, and he's like walking, he's like getting closer and closer to us as he's like talking loudly without a mask. And I'm thinking, I should have brought some damn pepper spray. And now, you know, we find, you know, people going into supermarkets and things. The new Trump humper thing that these Trump humpers do is they try to cough on you. They think this is cool. Oh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to own libs here. Like it's liberal to try to save, you know, to, to, to prevent yourself from getting sick or even more consequentially, prevent yourself from getting infected, even if you never show symptoms, but then you pass it along to a dozen other people and eventually somebody dies. And now Trump is doing these super spreader events and the reporters, I, I don't know if you've seen this footage, I, you know, it's a, there's a half a dozen of them or so from the last couple of Trump events that have gone viral on Twitter, where these little video clips of reporters who are you know, just standing there trying to do their job and Trump humpers are coming up on them you know, these maggots are coming right up on them with, you know, with no mask, yelling at them, saying, oh, fake media, fake news, you're traitors, you know, all this kind of stuff. And the, and the reporters are like, you know, I'm just here doing my job with my mask on. Should reporters carry pepper spray? Is it assault or is it self-defense? For our lawyers out there, how would you build a case in either case? This German guy, this 71-year-old German guy, he, he is going to take this to court and he's going to claim self-defense. And the German prosecutors and the, and the jogger that he sprayed are saying, no, this was assault. Paul in Lucerne, California. Hey, Paul, what's on your mind today? You don't want to pepper spray somebody. You can cause blindness. So what you want to do is you want to use bear spray. Bear spray will not cause blindness. It's made with a totally different chemical. And it's way oh, more really? effective. Yeah. And I thought they were the same thing. Quick, no, they're not. And one more quick thing, okay? If you're going to, in California, if someone coughs on you, you could actually call the police and have them arrested for assault. And if they have coronavirus, they'll be charged with deadly assault with a deadly weapon. So... California well, if that's the case, you should be able to defend yourself with, with mace or you bear can. spray or whatever. You, you can. You can. When someone's coughing on you in California, spray them in the mouth with bear spray. We've done it. I've done <laughs> it. You've done it? And you should see. The, I, yeah, some dude was coughing on me at the store, and I said, step back. And he stepped closer. I said, okay. <laughs> right to the face. Right in his open yelling Whoa. mouth. Whoa. And he called and what happened? on me. And he called the police on me, and the police said, no, he used proportionate response. You are considered to be deadly. You're breathing on wow. him. He gave you plenty of warning, and he sprayed you with a warning shot. If you weren't within distance of him, you wouldn't have been sprayed. So he called the police, and the police actually showed up at the store where you were, where you were when this guy was, was uh, you know, blowing his yes. air at you? Yes. And... And what was it, a single police officer or a bunch of them or what? No, it was, it was a clear lake police officer and he, and he showed up and he told the guy that since the guy was breathing on me, that we could both press charges on each other, basically. Wow. It wow. Been a walk. So you sprayed him with it, you used your bear spray rather yeah, than pepper spray. Yeah, I used my bear spray. spray. Yeah, and the reason why and is because is bear spray does not blind you. It will, you can right. spray a whole can in your face. And it, my friend, rode his bike and we live in a rural area and he crashed his bike and the whole can blew up into his face. So we called oh. poison control and then we called bear spray company and they said you can have the whole, you can't have blind bears in the woods. Right. But pepper spray can blind you if you get sprayed enough of it in your face. Sure. So yeah, damn it, it, it burns not. the cornea. So, yeah, so the bear spray, spray is that, is that like mace? Is it like, you know, I remember uh, back in the sixties when they were tear gassing us at Michigan state university, uh, they, they rolled out this new kind of, uh, gas. It was called CN or CS. I forget which they had these two different kinds 
and it was more of a nerve gas. It, it was kind of upgraded uh, uh, tear gas. And I think that that's what they're yes, using yeah. these days when they call it tear gas. Is that the kind yes. of stuff that's, that's in the bear spray, Paul? That's exactly what it is. No, bear spray huh. is made with different chemicals. There's just none of it. It's different types of peppers, but they put a chemical in there so it won't burn you. It burns you, uh -huh. but it won't chemically. I don't, I don't know exactly how so it works. I'm not a chemist. Yeah, so it feels like crap, but it's not going to injure you. Um, it's I not guess would be the way to say it. Is bear spray a brand name, or are you speaking about a generic uh, product? No, any bear spray will do this. You can't call it so, so there spray. is a category of these things called bear sprays. Yes, and you want to use them because they're way more effective. Because for one, they spray out a stream, and you can get them. Right, amazing. Okay, Paul, thank you. Thanks for that story. That's amazing. Justin Trudeau, this is just, you know, what is going on around the world is, I don't know if ironic is the right word, but there's got to be a word for it. Trump says, oh, you know, I, I kept America safe by closing the border to China. Right, this is, this is like the only talking point he's got. The only sales pitch he has is that he blocked travel from China back in February or March, whenever it was. And then, you know, a few months later, he blocked travel from Europe. And he did that in such a screwed up, half-assed fashion that, you know, just announcing it one day and boom, all of a sudden, all these people, you know, without telling the Customs and Border Protection people who have to check people's passports when they come into the country, that suddenly millions, you know, or hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands, anyway, of American citizens were going to be fleeing Europe and coming back to the United States. Didn't even bother to tell them. So at O'Hare and at Dulles and at JFK and at, you know, Atlanta, uh, airports up and down the uh, all over the United States, wherever you can get a direct flight into the United States from Europe, you had people having to wait in these massive, you know, crammed together. I mean, they were filling corridors for like for a long, long distance, spreading virus with each other. I mean, this was Trump screwing this thing up coming in from the from from Europe was like probably one of the major super spreader events in the United States, you know, arguably of all time. It's just breathtaking. So anyhow, other countries are taking note. Trump's absolute failure to do anything about this in the United States, the coronavirus. His official position now is don't worry, be happy. And of course, he's saying this in part because he can do these super spreader events now. And the reporting on how many people got sick and how many people died as a result of these rallies that he's doing will not come until after the election, and he knows it. You think he cares about the people who showed up in Tucson? I mean, there, you know, I saw the pictures. There were people, you know, there were boomers in those crowds. There were people in their 60s and 70s. Some of them are going to die in all probability. Donald Trump doesn't care. He has never cared in his whole life about anybody except himself. And we're hearing that now from Republicans. But anyhow, Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Canada, has uh, this was uh, Wednesday of last week. First of all, he said we're uh, anticipating keeping our border closed with the United States until the United States gets control of the virus. That's a huge if or a huge until Canada has closed its border with the United States. I mean, that, that's been going on for a while, but now they're maintaining a closed border with the United States specifically to keep COVID out of Canada. Other countries around the world realize that not only is this a disease that has killed 285,000 Americans unofficially, 220,000 officially, and if you figure for every person who dies of COVID, there's probably 10 who are going to be permanently disabled by COVID, whether they're going to have COPD and breathing problems for the rest of their lives or whether they're going to have dementia. For the rest of their lives, we know this is one of the side effects. They call it brain fog. It's dementia. Whether they're going to have strokes, whether they're going to be disabled, whether they're going to have permanent long-term heart disease. There was a study done at, with university athletes who had COVID who did not have serious case. None of them, not a single one needed to be hospitalized. 80% of them had measurable heart damage when they looked at their hearts with an echocardiogram. Canada, Mexico... All the European countries, I mean, pretty much every place else in the world, Taiwan, South Korea, Singapore, New Zealand, Australia, they all get it. 
We've got to do whatever we can to stop this virus. And the easiest thing that you can do is have everybody wear a mask. If 90, 95% of the population wears masks and you limit indoor groups, then you can get control of this virus. Country after country after country has done it. And Canada's working on it. But if you do what Trump is doing, I mean, Trump, the other part of Trump's strategy is he is sowing chaos for Joe Biden to inherit. He is trying to cause so much death and destruction in the United States that Joe Biden won't be able to handle it. I think that the Republican Party and Donald Trump in particular have moved away from a governing agenda, away from a legislative agenda. Not that they ever really had one outside of deregulation and tax cuts. They've even moved away from those things and they've moved toward how do we pour salt into the ground? You know, this is this biblical thing. Conquer a people and burn their cities to the ground and then pour salt into their fields so that they can't grow crops. That's what Donald Trump is trying to do to America so that Joe Biden will inherit a totally damaged country. Now, whether Trump is doing this because some foreign oligarch told him to or because he's just a mean SOB, I don't know. Listening to the Tom Hartman program. But I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. It could easily be both. Tom Harbin here with you. So in our first half hour, I was laying out, you know, basically the scope of death that Donald Trump is promoting. In fact, we had a caller during the break who who uh, has kids in Pennsylvania and she was looking at the map of infections in Pennsylvania and it seems to be spiking around one particular county. So she looked up Donald Trump in the name of that county and sure enough, three, four weeks ago, he held a rally there. And now that county is like melting down with infections. So do we do a Truth and Reconciliation Commission like South Africa did? Do we do a Presidential Crimes Commission like Eric Swalwell is proposing? Does the Justice Department get involved? Do we have, pres- do, do we have congressional inquiries like after Watergate? We had the Church Committee in the, in the Senate and the Pike Committee in the House. How do we do this? I say all of the above as a starting point. But it's not just Donald Trump. It's the people who have been empowering him. It's the people who've been going along with him. It's the people who've been voting with him. It's the, it's the Republicans in the Senate who voted to keep him in office after it was very clear that he was soliciting foreign aid to win an election. Actually, not even soliciting foreign aid. He was uh, blackmailing, extorting, threatening a foreign government in exchange for assistance. Crazy. Alejandro in Miami. Hey, Alejandro, what's up? Torch debate you were mentioning about whether someone is committing a battery, you know, whether you have the right of self-defense to use bear mace, and I just want to point out how tricky that is. Very legal, you know, legal scenario. You know, it just reminds me of my tort class. I was, you know, I'm a lawyer, went to law school and stuff. So, you know, for us, what a battery means, this is like under general negligence law, the court law, is a common law. A battery is the tort of intentionally and voluntarily bringing about an unconsented, harmful, or offensive contact with a person or to something closely associated with them, such as a bag or purse. So. I, I, I definitely see at, at first glance when you said that story about the German, you know, jogger, I would have said, no, he has no right to use bear mace because you just can't bear mace people indiscriminately just because you're afraid of getting too close to you. If you just happen to walk by and, and you know, there's a potential slippery slope there of, well, I can just spray everybody who gets too close to me. Well, there is actually right now in Germany a law enforcing it in different ways around the country, but social distancing, keeping six feet away from people is the law in many parts of Germany. I don't know if it is in this particular town of Aachen. I don't claim to be a German civil law expert. I only speak about, you know, U.S. Right. common law. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> right. No, I, no, it's just important. I mean, maybe if, if that's the case, and that would change the argument over there. But definitely in the U.S., I'm just going off generalities, of course, and then it can go to specific mm-hmm. scenarios. Generally, right, okay, uh, you know, this is what we do in law school, for hypotheticals. In so, certain instances, maybe bear mace can be used as self-defense. I just think in the first scenario, if you're just walking by and just someone gets too close to you, I don't think you can bear, you know, bear mace them because I think that would be a battery onto them, right? Even though, of course, no one should mm-hmm. get within six feet of you because of the coronavirus pandemic going around. However, what that person said earlier about the HIV pandemic, I think is very applicable here. 
with, with the, you know, the HIV AIDS, with, you know, there's laws against people, you know, volunteer, you know, purposely transmitting AIDS or engaging in conduct that would transmit AIDS or HIV. The same can be said for coronavirus. You could definitely criminalize that. If you have right. your positive, how Trump was, and you go to rallies or you go to close contact with people knowing that you have a deadly disease that could kill someone, I definitely think that's a battery because obviously that you're engaging in harmful conduct. I mean, and there's definitely physical yeah. contact there. To get very serious about this, Alejandro, back in the 80s, there were a number of states, mostly Republican-controlled states, and in fact, this was something that the, uh, the, the Republicans actually ran on in the elections of 84 and 86. There were states that passed laws specifically criminalizing basically gay sex. They didn't know what caused AIDS back then. And there was this thing about, oh, well, maybe, you know, if you have sex with, a, you know, if a gay man has sex with another person, then they, he could be spreading HIV. They were trying to criminalize gay sex base or gay behavior, not just sex, kissing and everything else, based on... HIV specifically. Some states named HIV because somewhere in the middle of there, they, they figured out that it was this one particular virus or maybe it was toward the end of that. But other states didn't name the virus. They simply said, if you knowingly you know, spread a communicable and deadly disease to another person, you're guilty of a felony. And, and therefore, in those states, uh, I think that the, you know, that law could be applied to somebody like the person who got up in Louise's face here you know, a week or so ago and started yelling at her to go on YouTube and check out the conspiracy videos that would prove to her that masks are a hoax, right? I mean, this guy was dead serious about this, and he was getting close. Yeah, no, and, and I think in, that, in those scenarios where somebody gets too close, whether they know it or not, but they, they should know better because there's a pandemic going around, so I would say there's a duty for, some, for other people not to infect others. You don't have... Like and I, I think this reminds me of what a judge yeah. in West Palm Beach said about regarding mass mandates and and some you know plaintiffs were challenging that and I think the judge was very correct in his decision. He said you don't have a right to inspect others and I think that's very important to understand, especially with those you know supposed freedom loving people. All oh, the masses wearing a mask is uh, you know muzzle or whatever. That's nonsense. That's nonsense under the law. The, the, the state has a, the state has the police powers to enforce to enforce health mandates. There's nothing unconstitutional about that. It's not depriving your freedom. You know, coronavirus doesn't care about your freedom. Fascinating. Alejandro, thank you. It's great talking to a lawyer about this. <laughs> fascinating stuff. Sometimes Louise and I just crave a restaurant quality dinner at home without doing all the work or driving. Well, Cook Unity is the first chef to you service delivering locally sourced meals from award-winning chefs right to your door every week. And it appears to be less expensive than other delivery options. Go to cookunity.com slash Hartman with two N's or enter the code Hartman with two N's before checking out for 50% off your first week. We just received our first meals from Cook Unity. And what a huge difference it is to get the best chefs in the country to bring creative, delicious meals to us and you every week. Every meal is handcrafted by chefs and made in local micro kitchens, not large production facilities. We just had the chipotle maple glazed salmon with green beans and mango pico de gallo. It had everything we love in a meal. They have all sorts of options like vegan, paleo, pescatarian, gluten-free, and more. Menus are posted two weeks in advance so you have plenty of time to choose. Experience chef-quality meals every week delivered right to your door. Go to cookunity.com slash Hartman with two N's or enter the code Hartman with two N's before checking out for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week by using the code Hartman or going to cookunity.com slash Hartman. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, 
the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jonathan in Portland. Hey, Jonathan, what's on your mind today? One of the liabilities, one of the dangers of COVID-19 is the danger of having a major stroke. That is something that can happen to people absent of any other symptoms. And this problem is getting so bad that the virus causes blood clots that for patients that have to be on dialysis, they're literally clogging the dialysis machines three or four times a day because of the blood clots. They have to give them blood thinners. And I personally know someone that's relatively young. This is happening in young people, 30 to 40 years old. Um, I know someone who was a a vegetarian, you know, did not eat a gallon of ice cream a day, was not in that risk pool, Um, very severe stroke. Uh, So, you know, wear your mask, Um, be really careful because um, this disease is insidious. It can sneak up on you in a hundred different ways. And uh, these strokes are happening um, probably, as far as I can see, in about one, one and a half percent, maybe, maybe more of, of the people that are getting yeah. COVID. Yeah, I, I wrote an op-ed about this for uh, Alternate and Raw Story a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago, about, you know, why, in fact, you Google my name and why COVID is worse than you think, and, and it'll pop right up. And, and I laid out that, and I linked to all the science on it. There are a couple blood markers yeah. they're finding. Um, one is called D-dimmer, um, which is a, a protein fragment. Another one is thrombin, which is an enzyme. So those are, those are markers. But yeah, they're, and I'll, I'll look at that article. I wasn't aware of that, so that's very interesting. They're finding these clots in the lungs and in the kidneys. So um, it's, right. it's very shocking. And in the liver. Thank you, though. And the in, liver, in, yes. In all, basically, it's all the highly vascularized organs. You know, some of them are happen, if it happens in the brain, that we call that a stroke. If it happens in the heart, we call that, you know, a heart attack. Or if it, you know, impedes the flow of blood to the heart. Uh, when it happens in the lungs, that's COVID lung. Uh, when it happens in the liver or the kidney, it happens in the kidneys, you get kidney failure. This is essentially a disease of the blood vessels because they're rich in angiotensin receptor sites. Angiotensin is the name of the hormone that regulates uh, blood pressure. And the virus likes to go where those are the keys that they use to enter the cells of the body. And it's not a good thing. And thank you for the call. Spot on. It's just another reason why it's so important to stay safe, you know, until we've got... I, I got an email from Donald Trump about 20, 30 minutes ago. It was during the break at the top of the hour. And, and the headline was, we're developing a cure. And they're not developing a cure. <laughs> they're developing treatments and vaccines. But, I mean, this is just crazy. Stay safe. Lydia in Severville, Tennessee. Hey, Lydia. Yeah, what's up? it's Severville. Longtime listener, Thank lifetime you. Democrat. My husband got the Corona 19. I have it. It's a horrible thing. They have shut down the Walmart in our city, which, it, well, part of it's Pigeon Forge. It's a Smoky Mountain area. We've had a Kroger's to shut down. We had a person to die at Kroger's. At the end of the month, they're supposed to let the mandate for masks. You know, you don't have to wear masks, but people aren't wearing them anyway. We have a lot of tourists. I just uh, hope people will start wearing them and be more careful and, and, and stay home because it's just it's just overcrowded with people and everything. So, Lydia, how are you and your husband doing with us? 
Uh, he's really, really sick. We're both diabetics. I'm doing better than he is, but I'm taking care of him. But uh, I'm older, and I figured I'd be the one to get really, really sick. But he's worse off than I ha- am, and he doesn't have any insurance. And he works in one of those theaters in Pigeon Forge. So, yes, they have theaters open, <laughs> believe it or not, oh, but my. they do. Well, Lydia, please say hi to your husband for us and, and let him know that we're all rooting for him. And, okay, and thank for you. And you as well. Thank you for the warning, and thank you for sharing your experience with us. I, I, I do appreciate it. This is such a difficult time for so many people, people who who didn't do anything to deserve getting a deadly disease, except being residents of the United States of America, the most stupidly run country, developed country in the world right now, with with, uh, a collection of the stupidest leaders that this nation has ever seen. It's shocking. Genevieve in Edinburgh, Texas. Hey, Genevieve, what's on your mind? I was on your show three months ago. You told me to call back. I was the one with uh, coronavirus. I work in a nursing home, and you told me to call back after a few months Mm -hmm. to see how things are going and stuff. It's kind of sad here. I work in Houston uh, area, so in, in Texas, actually. I used to work in East Texas, but I'm working in Houston, Texas area now. It's sad. People don't care. In the building that I'm going to be working in, 130 people got infected out of 140. And the building that I used to work in, where we had the outbreak in July, out of the 60 people, 40 people got it, uh, not including the staff. And then we had 12 patients that died, you know, over time, like, you know. And it's just sad. Like, I walk around and I go to you know, outside and stuff. And people here in Texas, they don't care. They don't care about the uh, elderly. And it's, for me, I lived in the Northeast for five years and I'm an immigrant. I came from the Philippines and our society is different. We care about other people, you know, because Mm -hmm. we just care about our elderly. But I find that the Texans are... They don't care. They just don't care. They're very. I think they're reflecting Trump. You know, I think Trump is leading this charge. And then you get these syncopats like, you know, Greg Abbott, your governor there in Texas, who just, you know, do whatever Trump tells them to do. You know, and and, uh, but Greg Abbott himself has got to be scared to death of getting this. He's in his 60s, as as I recall, and and he's in a wheelchair on top of that. So, uh, you know, which may may or may not present a problem, depending on how easy it is for him to breathe. And, you know, I mean, there's just a bunch of things. But but, um, you know, he's he's starting out with a pre-existing condition, shall we say. So that's a tough one. Genevieve, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Uh, Have you heard about anybody getting maced or bear sprayed in Texas because they got too close to somebody? Or have you ever wanted to do that? Fortunately, in Walmart and the grocery stores, people wear masks. At least it's required. But in restaurants, we're going to be opening to 75% capacity, and the bars are starting to open. You wear a mask to get in, but when you're inside, you don't wear a mask. So you can't bear straight people because no one is following social distancing. You can't do that inside. Yeah, yeah. 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 This would be more for, for public spaces. Thanks for the report and for checking back in with us. I appreciate that. Jim in Denver. Hey, Jim. Hey, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the case that occurred here a couple weeks ago. A security guard hired by the local TV station to go out with them and uh, try to keep them safe during the protest and demonstrations shot and killed someone who sprayed him with uh, uh, pepper spray. Oh, so yeah, I'd forgotten about that. And that guy was, it uh, turned out he wasn't even a licensed security guard. He was just some guy with a, with a gun. Well, Back to you. He, yeah, he wasn't just, just, so just to counter that, he wasn't just a guy. He was indeed hired by Pinkerton, which is a big security corporation in this country. Mm-hmm. It just turns out he didn't have a license, and evidently most of these people that work for Pinkerton don't actually have a license. So that's some other tangent. I don't, I don't want to go down that path. Regarding yeah, okay. the pepper spray, so... It's, you know, if you look at the images of it, it looks like a Wild West shootout, right? One guy has his pepper spray, the other guy has his gun. So the gentleman that's charged with the crime, the security guard, he pleaded not guilty. And his his attorney has said he's going to plead self-defense. And so this goes, I think, hand-in-hand with what you're saying. This could be a case here that starts setting 
the tone or, or maybe clarifying more, you know, what you actually can and cannot do with, with a pepper spray and or bear spray. So I think this will be a case here to kind of keep an eye on over the next six months and and see if that... Uh, is that a Colorado case, John, Jim? Yeah, that is. That was in Denver about uh, two weeks ago. And I, like I said, I know that yeah. uh, he just went into court Monday and he did not guilty. And uh, they're going to try the self-defense uh, wow. thing, which I think they potentially have issues. I'm really surprised he got charged with second-degree murder, Frank. That seems a little... I think that might get reduced as what probably will happen and, and come out of this. You know, there'll be a plea deal or something. Who knows? But, Had he uh, already been sprayed or was it just a threat? They were having an argument. The guy pulled out his pepper spray. and oh, exactly. Interesting. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. Uh, Gary in Riverside, California. Hey, Gary, what's up? I'd just like to say as far as for the person coming up into your face, spewing out all kind of negativity about the mask, I believe that we have the right to wear a mask, and they have a right not to. But when they start to infringe on my right of, you know, to wear the mask, I think that's wrong. I think they should respect other people's space, I guess. Well, just and to be I clear, think- Gary, I'm not I'm not concerned about some, you know, this this guy yelling at Louise about how, you know, the masks are, they don't work. It came out of a high school science project. It's nonsense, you know, all this kind of stuff. I'm not so concerned about what he was saying, but the fact uh-huh. that he was trying to get within two or three feet of her to say it. Um, she right. managed and to that, largely avoid that, and and you know she and I just kept on walking and just picked up our speed. But he was coming at her, and, right. uh, and you know, at, at that point, it's not his words; it's his virus that I'm concerned about. Exactly, because he didn't have that, a mask. That's not that's my feeling too. I'm not defending him. I'm defending your wife and you. He had no right to yeah. get that close to you. That's a problem in our country. I think we have to learn to respect other people and there's a lack of respect right now especially in our the environment that we're in right now respect other well and that's what's right. being modeled for us by the president right exactly and he's he's putting and, it and out there and the people are they're grabbing it and they're running with it and it's wrong yeah it's very wrong yeah i agree it's uh, it's unfortunate okay. it's in fact uh, gary thank you for the call in fact uh, sam elliott just voiced a new ad for the Lincoln Project that I, I strongly recommend you check out. And it's titled Men. And it's about, you know, being a role model to your kids. And, you know, it's an implicit swipe at, at Donald Trump. It's just brilliant. Tim in Los Angeles. Hey, Tim. I'm in East Hollywood, LA. Uh, and I had a run in with a, a homeless guy yesterday at the corner AM PM mini mart i was running in to grab some yogurt and uh <clears throat> the guy uh, was in front of me and he stood there with no mask and nothing no gloves nothing and, and held the door for me and i i like motioned him away and said you know uh that's okay I'll, I'll just wait till you get in you know and he went off uh totally and uh uh you know he was went off what do you mean yelling he was screaming and yelling and accusing me of, of uh, coming up on him suddenly and all this, right? And, of course, everybody in the store knows me, so they all backed me. But he was within, I mean, he may have had COVID. I don't know. He was within three feet of me and three feet of about six wow. other people. Luckily, the whole thing would be on camera except for... You know, how do you sue a homeless guy if I end up with COVID? Also, right. that uh, also that you know, I realize that you know the people who actually need mental health care the most can't afford it and will never get it. So you know, there's that element. Uh, you know, I'm going to go get my green ribbon. I've been seeing the kids on uh, free speech uh, pushing that uh, green ribbon for for mental health. Uh, I think that's mm-hmm. in, in the end. Is the only thing I can think to do is, uh, you know, to uh, call my councilman and, and see if they can't do something about protecting and reining in the homeless. I don't know. 
Back in the 80s, Reagan closed the mental hospitals, or the 70s actually, he did it in California, closed the mental hospitals, and then, you know, as president, extended that nationwide, and suddenly we had an explosion of homelessness. Now, you know, now today, a large portion of the homeless population is not mentally ill. They are people who are the victims of neoliberalism. They're the victims of 40 years of Reaganomics, of trickle-down economics, of the destruction of labor unions, wiping out the middle class. In 2010, the Republican Party succeeded in driving the percentage of Americans who are um, middle class below 50% for the first time since the 1950s. Um, you know, and so we've got a homeless population that that is, uh, you know, that has, there are different dimensions to it. And, and one piece of that homeless population are these mentally ill people you're talking about, Tim. And, and I, you know, I agree, we need to be doing something about that, you know, about the mental, Ill, mental health problems that we have in our communities. Um, we've got, you know, a fellow like that who, who's a homeless guy who lives a, a block or two from our house, and he stands on the street and screams at people driving by, and, you know, he's got his, lawn, his grocery cart there and everything, and it's like, every time I see yeah, him, I'm, I'm thinking, that, you know, this guy really needs a home. He needs somebody, you know, looking after him, somebody taking care of him. I realize right. he's a paranoid schizophrenic, but, you know, that doesn't mean that he doesn't deserve dignity, and he doesn't deserve respect, and he doesn't deserve a place oh. to live. Reagan took all that away. I, was, I had about a schizophrenia at one time, and, and I'll tell you, it is hell. Marshall in Asheville, North Carolina. Hey, Marshall, what's on your mind today? Bearing pepper spray and suggest that a cattle prod might be a, a better instrument. You can buy one for 40 to 100 bucks. They come... Uh, disguised as walking sticks, and you can just hold it out, and there's nothing like the snap and crackle and arc of thousands of volts of electricity to deter a person from invading your personal space. <laughs> now, let me get this straight, Marshall. With these cattle prods that look like walking sticks, can you hold it up and pull the trigger, I'm assuming, or you know, push the button and have it produce an arc, or does it have to come into contact with somebody's body to produce that arc? I do not know. Because that would be the key to the whole thing. If it'll arc without touching somebody's body, then you could simply lift it up and wave it around and push the button, and people would go, oh, oh, oh look at that. Um, if, on the other hand, you have to touch somebody's body, then, you know, you're running the risk of being charged with assault. You know, we need to be uh, considering these things. But, you know, the, the question was, you know, is it, is it assault? If somebody, you know, comes up to you without a mask and starts yelling at you about masks or Trump or God only knows what, um, to spray them in the face with pepper spray uh, or bear spray or whatever it may be, is that assault? Or to use a cattle prod on them. There was another guy about two weeks ago who was also in Germany, oddly enough, who had developed, who had built, uh, it was like a, a hat that he had on that had four plastic straps that went down from it to a, 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 a six or eight foot hula hoop that he had around him. And so, you know, wherever he went, there was this hula hoop around his waist that was sticking out three feet from, you know, in all directions. And, and then he had um, long strips coming off the top of the hat that were, that were six feet out, um, you know, that, that could hit you if you got in his space. And he was using that to walk around the streets of, as I, re as I recall, it was Munich. Um, but uh, some people are getting creative. You know, how do you deal with mask holes, right? How, you know, how do you deal with these guys? This is apparently one of them. Marshall, thanks for the thought. Santos in, uh, in Empire, Oregon, or is it Santos? You're on the air. I'm a retired police officer. The difference between the stuff that we carried and the bear spray was the bear spray was a lot more concentrated. Mm. Uh, and that concentration was in what was called Schofield units. And mm -hmm. the stuff we carried yeah, was... Yeah, those are the heat index, million. right? That was the heat index, yeah. We carried about 2 million. And if I'm not mistaken, that would be... It would take... One drop of that would take roughly 2 million drops of water to dilute it, to make it appear wow. that there's nothing there. On charging people for using that, there is a provision in the law under harassment that if you create a violent response in, the, in another, you can be charged with harassment. 
So the guy who got in Louisa's face, if she had bear sprayed him, he could be charged with harassment and what? She could be charged with assault? I mean, in, in Florida, I, me I mentioned this earlier, you know, George Zimmer said that he felt threatened by Trayvon Martin because Trayvon Martin had Skittles and a can of uh, uh, iced tea in his hand. And George Martin didn't know if those were, remember, George Zimmerman, excuse me, didn't know if those were weapons or not. And so he felt justified in, in killing Trayvon Martin. And the courts upheld him, said he was standing his ground. Um, wouldn't it be much more frightening if Trayvon Martin had been coughing a deadly virus on George Zimmerman? I mean, you know, couldn't the stand your ground laws be used? Or are they exclusive to guns? Florida has weird laws. But well, there's way to 20 look states now that have that same stand your ground provision. Another way to look at harassment. You smack a lady on the butt and she turned around and smacks you in the face. She can mm -hmm. have you arrested for harassment. Yeah, and getting COVID is definitely an injury. I, you know, it's, oh. it's interesting. Do you, I, I, Santos, I, I'm guessing that the law is going to catch up with this, that we're going to probably start seeing regulations emerging that clarify these things. But I don't know of any anywhere in the country. Do you? No, I, I retired yeah. in 2000, so yeah. I'm not sure. What okay, well, it's a fascinating conversation. Thank you so much for the call and for, uh, you know, illuminating the issue. I appreciate it. And bringing your expertise to our conversation. Kirk in Lakeland, Florida. Hey, Kirk, what's on your mind? So a couple things. I had this idea, and I don't have a lot of great ideas, but this one, I remember listening to a radio segment about nudge theory, and what I thought of is to increase mask use. It's not a tool that I would want to use uh, because it's insurance, but uh, if an actuary came in and decided to uh, put you in a higher risk category because you don't use a mask, essentially uh, we could start... Uh, enforcing mask use and the other thing too is i look at two things that have happened already um in the auto insurance industry if you get into a wreck and you're not wearing your seatbelt, they will exclude you from your pip benefits so one of the thoughts is is that again if you're caught with uh consistent non-compliance with mask use <clears throat> and then you get you test positive for COVID 19 and you require hospitalization Again, it's on you, and uh, you can use the same technique that all the other uh, folks uh, without insurance have to do, which is go to the emergency room and uh, see your physician from there, and you'll be making payments to the hospital. Um, so, again, there's, there's several precedents for this. Uh, and uh, smokers is another category where, again, if you want to, uh, if you want to change behavior, uh, just make it, make it more expensive. Um, so that was my thought in this uh, idea of nudge theory and how, in a, how to change compliance and masks. I get what you're saying. And in fact, one of the ballot initiatives, Louise and I got our ballots yesterday here in Oregon. The entire state is mail-in. Uh, we got ours yesterday. We voted yesterday afternoon. I put them in the mail yesterday afternoon. We have voted. And one of the things on our ballot is a $2 increase in the cigarette tax per pack here in Oregon. And all of that money goes to um, you know, uh, to the health care program and to programs to discourage people from smoking. And I'm all in favor of that. I'm all in favor of nudging people to behave well. That said, we don't tell people with lung cancer who have a 40 year history of smoking that we're not going to provide them with health care. And uh, it, it, people make stupid decisions all the time about their health. I've, I've made stupid decisions about my health. And, and I think that withholding care from people or withholding payment for care from people, which might cause people not to seek care, is a very, very dangerous precedent, number one. And number two, uh, for the same reason, you know, I had uh, some guy on Twitter the other day, he was saying, uh, Democrats want open borders. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he posts a clip from the Democratic debate where all the Democrats were saying, yes, uh, illegal immigrants, their phrase, uh, should get health care in the United States. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, you want people running around with active tuberculosis, not being able to get it treated yeah. seriously? So, you know, same That's thing right. with COVID. I, I don't want people to be reluctant to go to the hospital because they're looking at a $100,000 bill and instead spread it to me you know, or people around me. So I, I think we have to, you know, Kirk, you've opened an interesting conversation. In fact, a fascinating conversation and made a very, very good point. But I think we have to be very, very careful how we go down that road. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. With higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, all into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. It's accessible from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Hartman with two N's. netsuite.com slash Hartman. That's netsuite.com slash Hartman. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Sally in uh, Roundup, Montana. Hey, Sam, Sally, what's on your mind today? Since Trump and this so-called person that he found on Fox News wants us to have herd immunity by not wearing a mask, if you continue to wear a mask because it's so stupid to take it off, can he give you a federal offense and put you in prison or, or um, do something else to you if you continue to wear your mask? No, there are, there are no federal, uh, or to that matter, to the best of my knowledge, state laws that, well, maybe some state laws, if you're, if you're violating public health laws, um, some of them actually have jail sentences, but that would be for refusing to wear a mask, not for refusing to not wear a mask. Uh, or, you know what I'm saying. That, that would be, if somebody didn't wear a mask, they may be subject to public health laws in some states, um, but there's no federal, uh, you know, Trump could impose a federal mandate for mask wearing, um, under, you know, using public health as the excuse. Um, the one thing that I think is rather alarming, Sally, is there have been several uh, court decisions, uh, serious and consequential court decisions recently. There's, there's a piece by uh, John Fabian Witt in the New York Times today. The headline is Republican judges are quietly upending public health laws. And they talk about how all the way back in 1824 in Gibbons v. Ogden, uh, John Marshall, the, uh, the infamous Chief Justice, said, uh, quote, we acknowledge the power of a state to provide for the health of its citizens. States are empowered to enact inspection laws, quarantine laws, health laws of every description. But uh, now we've had uh, a bare majority, I'll, I'll just share with you from this article, this month a bare majority of four Republican appointed justices on the Michigan Supreme Court struck down that state's 75-year-old emergency powers law as an unlawful delegation of legislative power to the executive. In other words, Gretchen Whitmore can no longer mandate wearing masks in Michigan. In Pennsylvania, a federal district judge in Pennsylvania appointed by Donald Trump struck down that state's business closure rules and its limits on gatherings. 
Four justices connected to the Republican Party on the Wisconsin Supreme Court overturned their state's common sense emergency COVID-19 rules over the dissent of three of their colleagues. And in May, Clarence Thomas, Sam Alito, Neil Gorsuch, and Brett Kavanaugh dissented in a, in a case that was South Bay United Pentecostal Church v. Newsom. Uh, that allowed uh, California's uh, COVID restrictions to remain in place. So if they get a, a fifth vote on the court uh, with Amy Coney Barrett, uh, we may see even federal laws that would allow people, uh, you know, that would, that would provide for protecting people from the coronavirus being blown up. Um, there's another one. Uh, the, they, they also dissented on another order, leaving Nevada's restrictions intact. So there's, there's some serious efforts by the Republicans to basically gut the power of the federal government to protect us. And these are being funded and promoted by the billionaire, the right-wing billionaire businessmen who are funding the Federalist Society and these other right-wing groups to get these right-wing judges on the court so that they will not be held responsible when they expose their workers to this virus. They will not be held responsible if their workers end up with serious damage to their bodies or minds or even death and that they can basically force people to go back to work regardless of a public health emergency. That's their agenda. That's what they're doing. That's what they're promoting. And that's what it's all about. Chris in Mission Viejo, California. Hey, Chris, thanks for watching us on Facebook Live. What's up? Yeah, hi. Um, I have a different take on the enforcement of uh, using masks for coronaviruses. I live mm -hmm. down here in the so-called... Um, uh, South Orange County area, which is kind of like a Republican area. And I see these Trump booths around and they don't, the people in there are selling the people and they don't wear a mask. And I'm thinking along the ideas, I tried to call the, the police and stuff to get them to enforce it because in California, the governor said you have to, mandatory to wear the mask. And I'm thinking along the lines of, we have laws against firing guns into the air, whether it's um, whether it's uh, a gun loaded with a bullet or a gun loaded with a blank. It's against the law and you can be arrested and so forth. Well, a person's body is like a weapon. And when they breathe on you, they're firing, depending on if it's a blank or if it's a bullet, they're firing a deadly weapon at you. And I think that we can get the math laws enforced and get these people either fined or arrested or whatever, because the people down here don't want to enforce it. Uh, if you use those laws, what is your take on that? It may be overkill. There are public health laws on the books in all the states. There are some states that back in the 80s and 90s, when uh, HIV AIDS was you know, not curable and a big problem and, and homophobia was rampant, and not that it's not now, but, uh, you know, it was like it was basically a, uh, a calling card of the Republican Party. Uh, a number of states, particularly states that had Republican governors at the time, passed uh, laws that said that if you knowingly infect another person with a virus or with a disease that has the potential to cause death, uh, you are guilty of a major crime. I mean, you know, in, in some cases, 5, 10, 15 years in prison. And these laws were intended to go after gay men who had sex with other gay men and one transmitted HIV to the other, knowingly or unknowingly, right? And, and that was the essence of those laws. The, many, in, in most states, those laws are still on the books. In only a few states do those laws specifically name HIV. Uh, instead, you know, they're, they're broader. And so those laws could be used. I don't know if that's the case in California or not. I, you know, if it would depend on um, you know, whether you, it might have been during, uh, what was it, Gray Davis? No, Gray Davis was a Democrat. Who You had Republican governors, um, or maybe it wasn't. In any case, I, you'd have to look at California law. Go ahead. But, but, well, the thing is, we're not discriminating. We just want people to wear masks, especially when they're dealing right. with the public. And so right. I think Yeah, but, but there's public endangerment laws. I think, you know, I think that I, I think that it was something short of, you know, assault, although assault, actually assault, you know, simple assault, you could call that simple assault. And that's, uh, you know, in most is typically not a felony. It's a it's a you know, it's a misdemeanor that has, you know, a year in jail associated with it. It depends on the state. Um, but uh, you would have to, in all probability, go up to one of those people, have them breathe on you and then call 911 and say, I've been assaulted. Whether the police would respond to that or not, you know, I don't know. It would be a tough one. 
Chris, thank you. Again, uh, you know, I, I think this is a conversation that as a country we need to have. And frankly, I believe we will have as a country after Donald Trump has been declared the loser of the presidential election. And as a country, we start getting serious about protecting ourselves. Seriously. Stephen in Portsmouth, Virginia. Hey, Stephen, what's up? I just want to shine a light on something. You know how Trump kept going around saying that he saved millions of lives because he had the early shutdown from China? Right, although it was incomplete. 40,000 people came in after he shut down China, but yeah. Right, and another thing, again, I was thinking that because of his racism, he kept saying that this is a China virus, the mainstream right. of the virus came from Europe. So the fact that his racism yep. stopped from, from closing the back door, he was so focused on trying to paint China as like the, you know, the China virus. He he forgot to close the the travel for Europe, which has put us in the situation that we are now. So I just want to shine a lot on that because a lot of people are not talking about that. Yeah, it's a great point, Stephen. And I th- I think it was Goebbels who said that every great lie has a has a uh, a grain of truth at its center, or, or words to that effect. And, and, you know, there's a grain of truth at the center. Uh, the virus did originate with bats in China, apparently near Wuhan. And, true, uh, true. and China did mishandle the first few weeks of this. But they got it locked down. They figured it out. And now they don't have coronavirus in China. I mean, they've got some problems up on the, on the northwestern border with Russia. They've got uh, a town that's got some. And in their million-person prison camp where they've got all the Uyghurs, apparently they're having some problems with coronavirus. And there's even speculation that they're allowing that to happen so they can test vaccines there. But outside of that, you know, life is back to normal in Wuhan. Life is back to normal in most of China. The factories are running. People are shopping. They're going to the stores. The schools are open because the virus has been stopped, just like they stopped SARS, excuse me, just like they stopped MERS. Um, you know, they have stopped this virus and Taiwan has stopped this virus. New Zealand just had a presidential election or a prime minister election and Jacinda Ardern got reelected in a landslide. They have had 25 deaths since January in New Zealand, the entire country, 25 deaths. They've got the virus totally under control there because they've got good leadership and uh, and we don't. What would you recommend from the leader to stop what's going on? What would you do if you were the president? I, I would tell, well, you start out by having everybody wear a mask. I mean, that's, that'll handle 70% of the problem, Stephen. Thank you for the call. Nathan in West Los Angeles. Hey, Nathan, what's on your mind? I just wanted hey. to tell you 100% on the herd immunity thing. My wife is a PhD uh, virologist. I've been hearing what you said for six months now. Every time someone mentions it, it drives her nuts that, that people don't yeah, understand that herd immunity so, is Do you want to recap really what I said, or shall I, Nathan, for people who might have just tuned in? <clears throat> Uh, well, you did a fantastic job of it, but yeah, basically herd immunity, it, it's not a real thing. Life on Earth has been here for almost 4 billion years. Humans have been around for 200,000 years. There's a gazillion things out there that can infect us that are constantly evolving around us, and it's a delicate ecosystem. Of course, this can launch you into a whole bigger discussion about the, the organism of the Earth and the environment of the Earth. But basically, yeah, herd immunity, it's, it's not a real thing. Colds, the flu virus. It has, it has if I can interject anything, it has sure. literally, it has, uh, uh, there's a little bit of latency. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if I came in on top of you. Um, uh, no worries. I, I thought I was jumping in. But, uh, uh, you know, it has literally never worked. Syphilis took down the Roman army. Right? Herd yep. immunity didn't help. Gonorrhea is still killing people. Herd immunity doesn't help. Smallpox was killing people right up until a smallpox vaccine was developed. Herd immunity never helped. Measles, you got to get 94% vaccination rates before you have herd immunity for measles. Herd immunity is a phrase that is only applied to vaccines. It has never worked with a wild virus or a wild bacteria ever in the history of the human race, as you are pointing out, Nathan, and it will not work now. I think what exacerbates it with my wife is she's from Taiwan, where they have universal health care. And it's an amazing system, and it works really well. I've been there, I've experienced it. And so I think you couple that with some of the misunderstandings here and had really explode. <laughs> spot on, spot on. And Taiwan has the best health care system in the world. Nathan, thank you. You've been listening to Tom Hartman. For audio and video archives, visit TomHartman.com.